Hey, welcome into the Irish NFL show. Thursday night football under a week away now from Thanksgiving. Can't wait. Delighted to be here. Colin Cronin, Brian O'Leary. How are we doing, boys? Good? Very good. I think uh, a really interesting uh, game this evening, and we've got three ga- great guests joining us. And we'll get the guest on in two seconds. Love the haircut, Colin. Brian, welcome in. I, I say you're delighted with that Garth Brooks news this morning, Brian. You must be delighted. Oh, absolutely thrilled. Yeah, two concerts. <laughs> two concerts in uh, Ireland this next September. The only thing I took from it was it's on the weekend in which the next NFL season starts. That's about as much interest I have in going to see a Garth Brooks concert in Ireland. You'll, you'll be there then. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's bring on our first guest because we'll, we'll try and get shot on them. Obviously, Patriots, Falcons tonight in the Mercedes-Benz. I was about to say Superdome there. It's not in Atlanta. That game in Atlanta, I think for the first time since that infamous game, a lot has changed since then. But uh, delighted to welcome Jim McBride from the Boston Globe back to the show. Jim, you were on in the off season. You were on, I think, around the start of the season as well. It's Jim, honestly, it, it's an honor to have you on again, especially on the day that it is and so close to the game. Oh, I appreciate you having me on any anytime. It's been an interesting few weeks for Patriots fans, Jim. Yeah, they've been on a, a nice little roll here. You know, when you think about it, they, they probably could have beat the Cowboys back in that overtime game. Uh, so, they, they, you know, they could be looking at a five-game winning streak instead of four. But, um, you know, things have really things have really come together for them on, on both sides of the ball. I think we always knew that this defense was talented and that they were going to keep they were going to keep them in the game, um, you know, most of the time. And now that Mac has really accelerated his learning curve, um, you know, it's kind of that old formula that the Patriots had during the first part of their dynasty in the early 2000s where, you know, really solid defense, um, punishing running game and a quarterback who just doesn't make mistakes. You know, um, I hear a lot of people talk about Mac as a, as a game manager, and that's kind of what Tom Brady was his first few, few years in the league. Uh, and nobody had a problem with that. And obviously he developed into, you know, more than a game manager. But, um, you know, you see Mac on a similar track right now. Yeah, absolutely, Jim. And I think I I saw a really interesting piece in The Ringer today talking about, you know, how important the landing spot is for QBs and the team having a plan and and stuff like that. And one of the interesting things was a a statistic that was in that from um, which said that uh, this season, the league has been 62 percent pass the Patriots just over the 50 percent mark in terms of run. So once again, Bill Belichick is uh zigging when everyone else is zagging just your your thoughts i suppose before we get into mac jones and everything else on the the patriots run game i mean down rb1 essentially last week didn't seem to impact in any way shape or form yeah and even when you go you know you look back at training camp and this was a real position of strength even back then with with sony michelle um was was still here james white before he got hurt and you kind of thought that they were going to be a very running back heavy you know, uh, system, but Ramondre's development and training camp allowed them to trade Sony. I don't think they would have done that if they hadn't seen, you know, glimpses from this guy. Um, you know, when Damian Harris has, has emerged clearly as a, as a, as a running back one in this league. So, um, yeah, they, they, they love to pound the ball. Um, you know, they, it was looking kind of scary last week when, when neither Ramondre or Damian could practice cause they both suffered concussions, uh, on the same series against Carolina, but, uh, Ramondre was able to come back, but I think that that game plan kind of showed the genius of, of Josh McDaniels because he clearly had a a game plan in place just in case neither guy could could play. Uh, lots of screen passes, 
he gave uh, he gave the the ball to um, Kendrick Bourne three times on sweeps. He had almost fifty yards on three carries. So they've just they know how to they know how to make up when a guy's not there. They 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 always have that contingency plan. And, and Josh has really, you know, I think he had some questionable play calling in that Texas game, I think week five, uh, and a, and a lot of people were getting him on him from that. But he's really turned it on. So then, and he would even acknowledge himself that that wasn't his best game as a play call. Jim, as I said, over the past month, everybody's raving to a certain extent about Max Jones' performances, but is it coinciding with how much the offensive line has improved? Because early on in the season, they seem to be struggling, and in the past month, they've seemed to come on leaps and bounds. Yeah, injuries were just killing that that group, uh, which was you know projected to be a, a very solid group in training camp, and everyone thought it was going to be a real strength of the team, but you know, injuries to, um, to Shaq Mason had injuries, uh, Trent Brown had an injury, um, Isaiah Wynn was on the COVID list and when it was on the COVID list. So it was really kind of, uh, it was kind of patchwork for a while. Um, but then the last five, four weeks they've, they've, you know, Trent Brown came back last week, but even before that, they had kind of established themselves, um, with that group of five that, you know, they love to have the same group of five. They don't like bringing guys in and out on that offensive line. It's continuity is so important. And, um, you know, they've had that, um, so and now they've got on one who was kind of the swing guy and, and really would be starting for most teams in this league. So that is now a position of strength after they, they settled those injuries down and and kind of all got on the same page. And, you know, that's obviously coincided with the rebirth of the running game. And, you know, and it helps it certainly helps Mac to know that he's got two guys, you know, on the edges that protect him and have his back, literally. Jim, I'm going to take you away from the Patriots just two seconds, looking at the AFC East in general. We were fortunate enough, well, I don't know, fortunate enough to see the Dolphins play in London uh, a month ago. We've yeah. had the Mike White experience, the Bills out on top at the minute, albeit by one game. What's been your thoughts on that division so far this year? Because it's, it is more tight than I thought it would be between Buffalo and New England for neutral, which is a good thing. Yeah, I, I didn't think that the Bills would, would slip as much as they have the last month or so. I still think they're a really good team, and they're probably still considered the favorites in that division because of Josh Allen, because they have a really good defense. Um, I certainly did not think that the Miami Dolphins would be as bad as they've been. But I could also see them going on a run, too. I mean, I, I was looking at their schedule the other day. I, I wouldn't be They're 3-7. and seven. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up 7-7 seven and, seven and, and back in the wildcard race because – I have so much respect for Brian Flores, and I think that that defense will come around. Now, the quarterback position has been mismanaged in, in Miami for a while now, so we'll see how that all shakes out. I think that they'll end up revisiting Deshaun Watson in the offseason because I don't think they're sold on Tua. Um, and the Jets are they're the New York Jets. <laughs> I'm not sure what else I can say about them. <laughs> they're, they're, now they're running Joe Flacco out there, which I, 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 I don't know. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah, having seen Joe in, in Denver, it, it's certainly um, a, a big worry for uh, for Jets fans. But from from the the Jets to to somebody who is playing uh, incredible football this year, uh, and that's Matt Judon, and obviously talented footballer. But are you surprised at just what an impact he's had? I mean, I think he's already equaled his best season after uh, ten weeks uh, on on nine and a half sacks, and, and from watching it over here, it just seems like he's capable of taking over and wrecking any game, Jim. Yeah, you know, it's funny. He's he's a really hard guy to block. But what's what's really funny to me is that a lot of teams forget to block him. 
<laughs> and he comes, you know, he comes free a lot, of, and and he ends up being matched up with a with a poor running back who's in pass protection who has no right to to, to have to try and block Matthew Judon. But I, I I didn't I didn't know he was going to be as impactful as he was not only on the field but in the locker room. He's become a really high energy guy, a guy that loves to speak with the media, which you don't find in New England very often. I mean, he actually relishes coming out on Wednesdays and talking to us. He comes after the games, uh, even when they were. You know, at two and four, he was the one that said, look, we're not a two and four team. We know who we have in this locker room. Um, we're not a two and four team. And he was absolutely right. So he's been a kind of a culture changer. He's a little bit of a free spirit, um, different, different free spirit than Gronk, but still a guy that doesn't really conform to kind of the, you know, the strict Patriot ways. He says what's on his mind. Um, and he's, you know, he's just a, he's Adrian Phillips described him the other day as a different cat. And I think that's the perfect description. Like Matt Junon is a different cat. Jim, I, I know Bill Belichick and the management team, the coach and staff would never look ahead of this game, but I suppose the next month is, would you call it make or break in terms of whether this team is really for real? At this time of year, all fans and, and the media, I'd imagine, look at who's right now sitting in the playoffs and what's coming up. And they've got the Titans, the Bills twice and the Colts. I mean, it's a, it's a monumental month ahead for the team. Yeah, it really is. Um, I think that, you know, I don't think they've looked past this game at all because, you know, the, the, the whole every given Sunday and no one drills that into their players' heads more than, than Bill. But if they can get past this, the, the, the kind of the mini-buy that they call it here when you play on Thursdays came at a good time because some guys will get rested and, and you know, they've, they've, their injury report is, is longer than a supermarket receipt lately. It's just crazy how many guys are on there. So if they can, if they can get some of those guys rested and healthy, that bodes well against the Titans. You know, the Titans have been a tough matchup for the Patriots for forever since Brable got there because he, he knows Bill so well and he's so smart and he's just he's a guy that prepares as much as Bill. He doesn't obviously doesn't have the experiment but experience, but um, that'll be a tough matchup for them. Uh, it's a it's a one o'clock game in Foxborough. That helps a lot. A lot of us thought that was gonna get flexed out and be like a primetime game, but um, so yeah, they it, it's it's definitely a make or break break stretch, like you said. Um, They've got the regular bye week in there very late this season, December 12th, I think it is. So that's after the Bills game. Um, we still don't know when the Colts game, if it's going to be a Sunday or a Monday. They haven't announced that yet. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a critical stretch, and they're playing their best football now right around Thanksgiving, which is kind of how Bill sets it up every year. So interesting right. that, uh, sorry, Michael, interesting that they have the boy when they do because having looked at last year, that was actually the particular week in which the books had it. The books had it very late last season. They addressed a couple of issues and then went on that run. So it's yeah, and I don't think you'd ever get Bill to admit it. Like when we ask him about yeah. the bye week, he says, you know, the schedule comes out. It is what it is. We play the schedule. But I think the guys love the later bye week because it's that it's that carrot that's dangling. And Bill loves it too because it's the carrot he can dangle in front of those guys. Hey, look, get to this point. We're going to get some days off. Get to this point. Um, so I'm sure he drills that home to them. And, and you know, it's... It's worked out well when they've had the, the mid to late bye week. You have that bye week early on, um, it really becomes a grind after that, especially if you're struggling and you haven't found your identity yet. Um, and, and to not have that carrot being dangled in front of you, um, it, it can be tough on the guys mentally and obviously physically because they're just playing week after week. You guys literally took the words out of my mouth. That bye week 
albeit so late, is is perfection, especially the way our team's going at the minute in New England. It's like me trying to get to Friday, the, the cart and the stick with work. But uh, I'm not sure, Jim, if you've realized uh, there was an NFL international delegation at the game in Foxborough last weekend. I'm not going to focus too much on that there, but a friend of the show, Sebastian Vollmer in sure. uh, Foxborough last weekend as well. I, I'm starting to think, and I, I, I have no idea, Jim, I'm starting to think, is Robert Kraft are the guys going to get together? Are the Patriots going to be the first team in Germany next year? Because if they are, it would be it would be great for fans in Europe. But uh, I guess time will tell. Yeah, I I think that they they would love it. I know that there's a strong fan base in Germany for the Patriots, and you know they got Jakob Johnson as their fullback now, and he's he's German native, and he he said that not only is there a strong fan base, uh, his words, he said there's a lot of haters, there's a lot of Patriot haters in Germany, so the interest would certainly be there. Um, you know, they've got Sebastian Vollmer. He won a couple of Super Bowls. Um, they had Marcus Kuhn for a while, who I don't think ever made an active roster for the Patriots, but he was in training camp once. So they've had a strong presence of, you know, I, I, well, I don't know if any team's had a strong German presence, but they've had three guys that are German natives that have played in this organization. So they would seem like a natural fit. And I know that um, they were very excited because that was the that was the national game in Germany last week, and uh, Jakob Johnson said he was you know his family was very excited. And one other little note about that, he was having a relative over to see him play in person for the Patriots for the first time last week because um, the year before with COVID, you know nobody could come to the game, so he was pretty excited about that. So, you know the Patriots have a huge international reach. I wouldn't be surprised if they're the first one of the first teams selected to play in Germany. Well, that would be quite quite something, and we know German fans will be very excited. We know you have to get across to the the stadium, Jim. But before you you go, just I suppose you know, in terms of what will you be keeping an eye on um, this evening, uh, particularly in relation to to the Falcons, who are capable of of putting up points, but obviously you know um, tend to leak a lot of points as well. Yeah, I think that. They, they talk about this every week, the Patriots, and it's about starting fast. And I think that's what they want to do. They want to start fast and get ahead and just, you know, for lack of a better term, kind of salt this one away if they can, get to that bye week and get get some guys rested uh, because, you know, they really could use that, that mini, I should say the mini bye week. They could use the weekend off. And those guys, um, I'm sure they're very motivated because, you don't want to be. You don't want to go into the mini bye week or the regular bye week off a loss because then that kind of hovers there and it kind of stings and it's it's something you're thinking about. Um, so I think getting off to a quick start, which they've been doing lately, um, is going to be a, another point of emphasis. So that and, and and the running game, I think the formula is going to be the one that they've been kind of going with these last few weeks. Just you know, rely on the defense, make things comfortable for Mac, and let the and let the running game take over. Winning, winning in the trenches, both sides. You're selling that game to me to watch it live tonight, the, all night, Jim. Jim, I just want to thank you for your time for a start. Your gentleman coming on before the game, especially live chatting to us. And uh, hope you enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the rest of the season. Who knows? Maybe we'll see you in LA in February. And uh, the pints are on us, if so. That would be fantastic. Thanks for having um, me, guys. Of thank course, you. Jim. And uh, at Globe, Jim McBride on Twitter, Jim. F- thanks a million, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. Well, great guy, Jim McBride from the Boston Globe. We've had Jim on a couple of times. I hope you enjoy the game tonight, Jim. And now that Jim is gone, I can say, uh, are we Patriot haters, Colin? I don't know. Are we? No? 
No um, I, that, I let, let's let's say I I enjoyed every <laughs> single hit that the Broncos put on uh, Tom Brady in that AFC Championship game. It was a that that was a sweet one. But but you got to admire and respect what that uh, franchise has done uh, over the past twenty years. What about them 49ers? Uh, Owen Farrell. Hi, hi, Owen. Uh, Owen, just an apology again from all of us. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's not let's not do the Premier League apologize after after a loss. Yeah, we did say there were ways that the 49ers could win. It, it was a fantastic performance. Uh, so um, some great tweets of uh, a family photograph <laughs> where uh, Sean McVay is uh, one of Kyle, uh, Kyle Shanahan's kids because he owns him. Uh, Kyle has beaten him, I think, five times in a row now. And Kyle obviously came up with a, a great plan. Kudos to the 49ers. This is what we expected. I had the 49ers going to, to the playoffs. They've been surprised they've taken this long to show up. They obviously have a, a game against the, the Jags this week, so they need to continue to build on that. Where is Mark Brown? Is he here or is he going? No, Mark's abroad for, for war commitments. Did you not get the memo? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It's one of those weeks. I'll just say it's it. Been though, a mad um, week. It's been a mad week. Ha- like hand to God, right? Tuesday morning, I was lying in bed. I didn't know the score, didn't watch the game live. Turned the phone on and I thought, I'm not looking at any notifications. Typed in 49ers and seen the result. And I, I just had to laugh. Like every pick from nine o'clock on Sunday for me went down the toilet. But well, uh, I, went, I went to the trouble of watching the game very early on Tuesday morning. Uh, again, without knowing the score. Um, as I like to tend to watch it early on before work. And uh, they were dominant. And the Rams have lost two games in a row, and it's coincided with bringing in Bob Miller. And I know they're not obviously impacting on the result, but I think we all discussed in, on the show and we read it in the media around this all in scenario that they've got. And they've only got three picks in this draft, which are way down. I mean, if they keep going at the, the rate they're going, they could find themselves well out at number one seed. And then it makes it very difficult to find your way to the Super Bowl. And um, who they got? Oh, they're on a boy this week. So it'll be interesting to see. What they do because if you recall last year the books leading into their boy had a very difficult period they lost a couple of games and um, the chiefs went in to tampa and, and beat them comfortably and uh, i'd imagine the rams are working on how they correct the mistakes of the past fortnight there's deco's point to the point we're making yeah they're struggling it'd be interesting to see and they're fortunate now this weekend i mean the seattle are playing the, the cards in a way that they'll probably hope that seattle have it a good performance, uh, Russell Wilson, having played last week, he might be a week on from that injury and he might play better. And Again, this Murray injury is plaguing the cards because it's still up in the air whether he's going to play this weekend. Colin has touched on the 49 I mean, the 49 is looking at this now having one of the weekend with this wild card chase being so open that if they were to win this weekend, again, with one of the teams losing a game in the division, they could quickly find themselves back in the hunt for at least a wild card. Um, just... I'm asking this generally, Colin. You you have some big news for us, haven't you? Uh, in terms of a an, an animal related thing, but I'm presuming, Colin, you'll be on the show this weekend. Yeah, is is that, is that the plan? I, I know uh, you're in the states. I haven't even yeah. asked you. I was going to say. Um, yes, the, so I I fly stateside and uh, will be have the the pleasure of seeing Justin Fields in the flesh. We will be the Irish NFL show will be at Soldier Field on sunday um to to watch the bears take on the ravens in what should be a very interesting game obviously the ravens looking to bounce back and uh 
Justin Fields looking to continue to improve. So that will be intriguing. So yeah, delighted that I'm getting to, to do that. And then the following weekend, getting down to see the Broncos take on the Chargers. And I'm looking forward to the tailgating in that game. Column is playing it down slightly. He's not going there as a, just the ordinary Joe So fan this weekend. <laughs> no, Colin, are you? You're going along with a little bit more of a higher stature this week. Are you cleaning the seats, Colin? Are you? What's what's the plan? Or? Uh, no, well, that's uh, bet my, go, next time I go to Cleveland, myself and Baker are going to be doing that, cleaning the the, the stadium. His his janitor job. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's um we will it the the Irish the Irish NFL show will be uh like will be meet has media access to the uh the Bears. So that will be um looking looking forward to that and hopefully get the, the opportunity to get to the press conferences and uh, maybe maybe get a question to either Lamar or to Justin Fields. Let's see. And a very good game, a very intriguing game because there's a lot mm-hmm. on it. You know, the Bears are coming off the boy. The Ravens have had a difficult loss last week. So you're in you're in store for a good game, I'd imagine. I can't wait to edit Columns Travels on our editing <laughs> software this weekend and make it into a fancy documentary. The, Michael, one one thing you, you were going to apologize. Somebody who did have to apologize, and, and people, I don't know if they're aware of it, uh, Matthew Stafford's wife, um, who was uh, trying pretzels at uh, 49ers fans. We've all been there. We, we've all i mean i haven't done that now but uh it's a bit like the pints at the tottenham game isn't it the, the the nfl last week or last month no yeah that was a bit of a fiasco some people took it well some people didn't um yeah so we've uh we've got some other guests coming on but um yeah this game this game tonight like it's an intriguing game because everybody's expecting the patriots to win well and uh Okay, I know you're going with this, but uh, the no, Falcons, no, no, I'm pegging the pictures though. The Falcons are just so inconsistent. It's hard. It's hard to know. It's hard to know what what to make of them. When we think they're going to win, they shock us. And last week's performance was terrible in in Dallas. Well, any given Thursday, Brian. Just very quickly before we get our guest on next Wednesday night, we have a Thanksgiving special, a, a very very big episode, probably our biggest episode since the Super Bowl. I'm really putting that out there now. It's a big episode. There are numerous guests. Uh, maybe we'll give away a Gansey. I don't know, but we'll see the crack. Also, if you're a member, please check your emails. Because if you don't, and if you find it on Saturday, you're going to go mad at me. Check your emails. I'll say it now because we're on a stream. There's pre-sale access for that college game in August next year. Check the emails. Get the tickets. Brian will buy you a pint next year. It'll be grand. Yeah. Whilst we're doing media access to that game, yeah. Well, half timer. Right. Our next guest, uh, I'm presuming he's ready. I'm hoping he's going to give us maybe a thumbs up here. Uh, we'll see the crack. He's. I'm not sure if he is. Call him talk for 30 seconds and I'll message him through the crack. Um, I, I suppose that in terms of um, this evening's games, I haven't seen any of the, the late kind of injury reports. There was talk earlier in the week, Brian, that. Um, Patterson may might be out. Have you heard anything on? Is he going to play this evening? Game time decision by all accounts. Um, I think he uh, he's a, he's a huge piece um, uh, in the the Falcons' offensive planning. Yeah. I think if, if he isn't good to go, that that'll that'll really impact on on them. Obviously, with 
uh, Ridley, no, you know, not not being available, and um, Kyle Pitts being a rookie tight end. Sometimes he's he's fantastic, and other times um, he he's not. Uh, well, when he struggled, Hayden Horses stepped in and had a reasonably good game because he's a good backup who they brought in from Baltimore last year. But he unfortunately is definitely out again, so he's been ruled out. Um, so yeah, will be will be reliant on on uh pits and the mirror reliant on gauge uh, russell gauge and then there's that mm-hmm. wide receiver who seems to crop up every few weeks that has that greek surname that i'm not even gonna have a go at pronouncing maybe michael and we have a go yeah yeah right yeah for uh, what, what there's, a, there's a wide receiver for the falcons who seems to just rock up every couple of weeks for a couple of touchdowns who could be a big night for the falcons boys could be a big night for the Falcons. The way things have gone lately between the past two weeks with the results and our confidence in the Ravens last Thursday night against the Dolphins. And then on Monday night, we were all extre- we were extremely confident. We did put up arguments as to why we felt the 49ers would win, but we still felt that the Rams would have more than enough to cover the game, only to be let down again on Tuesday morning. Yeah. So I have a funny feeling I know where this is going to go tonight with the picks. Well, one th- one thing on tonight's uh, the the fact that the it's the Falcons Patriots. There's also a partial lunar eclipse that will last, and this is and this is genuine. Was three hours and twenty eight minutes. Okay, okay. Let's say, uh, let's bring the guest on our second guest. Hopefully, hopefully it works. I am hoping it works. If it doesn't work, we'll we'll try another way. Delighted to welcome in. Uh, I've literally, yeah, yeah it's, it's working. I didn't think it was working, but uh, Porig Almond, Porig, if I pronounce your surname wrong, I'm really sorry. Professional footballer from Newport County, currently alone with Exeter City, has also played for the Republic of Ireland soccer team. Porig, uh, is that a Giants jersey? Ravens, Giants. Say like going Giants. back to jersey. Giants. I'm I'm worried now because his, his internet's not working. I'm just gonna say it's going on and off. I'm gonna text Pork because he came in and then it didn't work. But we'll see the crack. Right, Pork, can, can you hear us? Okay. Oh, it's gone again. Hey, I think I think it's, it's just coming back in. Uh, can you hear me? No worries, no worries. I can hear you a bit, but uh, I'll I'll text you outside of this. Okay, two seconds. Colin, just while I talk to Pork off screen here, can you talk more about that lunar eclipse thing because that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Well, it's, it's true. Uh, I, I, 3.28 is um, something I think every Patriots fan will love and every Falcons fan will want to, to forget, but that is the, the reality of, uh, of this evening. Um, I, I suppose, you know, th- this is obviously a, a big game because the, the Patriots are, are pushing and it, what's been a surprise this year has been just how open the the AFC and the NFC to an extent have, have been, and Robert Kraft said in the off season that you know the Patriots had um, all of that money available and there were fewer player or fewer teams going for the the players so they were able to bring them in, and I think at the start of the season it seemed like you know they're spending a lot of money and how competitive can they really be? But given the way in which the season has gone, the the Patriots are certainly in the mix. I, I saw that. Um, 538 say that they have a 74 percent chance of making the playoffs so um i mean now they got now they have to to prove that they can do it like you know the the pre- nobody expected anything at the start of the season suddenly the the pressure is on them still trying to get porygon i am the facilitator tonight so hopefully <laughs> please god it'll work 
eventually. Brian, uh, I suppose the um, for for in ter- in terms of um, Monday Monday night's game, and in turn, I suppose just on the um, NFC West, if um, if Murray's ankle injury continues to to linger, um, wh- what are your thoughts on uh, who who will take that uh, that number one seed? Are, are Green Bay nailed on for that? I would expect them to be taking that number one seed anyway no matter what the situation is with the injuries i think that if you look at the schedule it's fairly favoring that, you know, that they will come go over pores here now anyway so we'll move away from that hold we'll on hold on, that hold on hold on i had no idea you were a giants fan because brian seems to get giants fans on all the time like, all the time yeah um for my sins unfortunately yeah um so not just, only is he scored it, not only it, is he it scored just it. happened <laughs> <laughs> not sorry only for the sco- uh troubles internet there apologies no, 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 no. It, it, it kind of it ties into how I kind of got into the NFL, to be honest with you. Um, it all kind of started with the, the OBJ catch, kind of, and it all spiraled from there. And I was kind of watched a bit of the NFL before that, but it would have been more passing interest, more of Super Bowls, um, things like that. And, and then kind of when, when the OBJ thing happened with that catch and he seemed to just have a, a highlight reel last season. Of, of catches and um you know it was it was just it kind of captivated me and I just kind of got sucked in massively and then he let me down and then obviously Saquon came in and he just keeps getting injured and it just it's been all disappointment ever since. I, I'm sure Brian can uh, can empathize um with, with you on that front. What have you made, I suppose, of the the Giants um, th- this season? We we've heard Brian's thoughts, but just from from your perspective, obviously, you know Daniel Jones in his third year. So you know people wondering how Judge would do. Um, as we sit here entering Week Eleven, what are your thoughts? Oh, well, first and foremost, I don't you know don't I'm not an expert or anything like that on this. Um, so as I said, I'm qu- I'm quite nervous coming on this as well because I listen to this on the way down to training uh, each week and I'm conscious that it's a very good show so I don't want to ruin it by giving <laughs> terrible know. analysis um, but no um, it, it's been a kind of a typical year for, for the Giants um, what we're kind of been used to positivity at the beginning injuries and then a bit of oh no it's all over and then a couple of good results that they don't seem to, you don't see them getting um and I just don't know what's going to you. You don't know what you're going to get week in, week out from them. Um, one week, when you, I suppose the, the big thing is try not to get too much hope because when you get hope, you just get shot down very, very quickly. And maybe it's better going into each week with with uh, expecting dismal result. Um, and anything else can be a bonus on top of that because, you know, I, I think Daniel Jones is probably the, young, the the oldest looking, youngest quarterback in the league. Um, he's been through a lot since he's been there, um, you know, and, and and whether he's going to be there for much longer, who knows? But you know, it's just it just it's a pity it hasn't worked out, um, you know, especially with the injuries. Obviously, that was saying a few. Uh, let's say come back to he's after having for the last couple of years, and I think next year there's a couple. Of, I think it was the three first round picks, um, the Giants have in the in the draft. Um, if I'm wrong on that, correct me, lads. Just save me on it. But but um. That could be big, um, you know. So it's maybe more hopes for the next couple of years rather than what it's going to be like for the rest of this year. 
Yeah, I, I agree with your part. The problem is for the last couple of years, it's hard to gauge how good or how bad he is because we've had so many injuries and he's not getting a fair crack at the whip. It looks like he's going to have a lot of players back on Monday, which would be interesting to see how the offense plays out. I saw it on your social there a few weeks ago. You were at the game in Tottenham. Um, are, are you surprised? Like we, we're doing the show 12 months, and prior to that, the two guys were doing their own show with the Broncos, and me and Mark, who's not here tonight, were doing our own podcast in the NFL. Are you taking back by how, I suppose... The enormity of the sport this side of the world now, how, how much it's grown, um, the yeah, UK and Ireland in particular. Completely, I, I I couldn't couldn't get my head around it. Um, you know, obviously you have the the very casual fan who will want to go for the spectacle of it because let's have it right, Americans do do games much better than anyone else. They do, you know, entertainment factor. It's it's not just the NFL, it's the NBA, it's the baseball. You know, it's it's everything. I don't think there's any other sport in the world that comes close to or any other people in the world who come close to putting on the show the way they can do it um going to that was my first nfl game to see live um and you know it probably was two of the the weaker sides which i would say um but just as a spectacle just everything about it is just amazing and when we got off the the tube and we're walking up to the ground um i was there with um a, a couple of lads from newport County as well, and um, the physio, um, and one of the other players, and and they would be massive, massive fans now. And you're walking up, and and just to see all the different shirts and the different, um, you know, the people just being being interested in all. It, it's amazing to think that that's a sport that's possibly not played that much in the country, and you know, they still can go across the world, um, and you have people, you know, that you bring soccer across the world, and everyone plays it bring NFL halfway across the world and not everyone plays it but everyone has an interest in it or you know it's really starting to take take on um I think part of that is probably to do with the, the coverage of like red zone has because it's a very easy way to watch and a very easy way to get into to uh, NFL and that's probably how I kind of got into it as well watch watching that and it's the same with my my group of friends back in Ireland and that and then you get involved in the fantasy side of it and and you know you run your own fantasy leagues and stuff like that and it's just every week it's just something different you're, you're just not caught into one game you're watching every other game um as well and and literally one catch can change your whole week <laughs> whether you're getting abused in the group chat or you're getting you're, you're the one abusing people in the group chat um so no it's it's, it's brilliant and and look I, I, the the game in tottenham was unbelievable it was my first time in that stadium as well and it's i have to say it's possibly the best stadium i've ever been in it's some uh, it's some gaff for a for for an NFL stadium park. I have to say though, I know all of us are biased. It's good to have a few college games now in Ireland over the next few years, but I really think they're missing out not putting in, not putting an NFL game in the Aviva Croker or Ravenhill or anywhere in in Ireland. Yeah, I I, I agree with you on that, and I I think if they were going to do it, you might as well go big and go Croker. You know, you might as well go all out. Um, because you would pack it simple as that the, yeah. the, the demand is there um i suppose the 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 big thing is is there's other countries are having the same argument um i know obviously that that's going to germany and in, in, is the next year or the year after um so they've been having that argument for quite a while and and there's the other side of it is you, you probably can't have too many games away from america as well because at the end of the day i put this way if it was in involved in soccer and and the Premier League were looking at doing it a number of years ago and, and they got crucified for it. Um, so, you know, you have to be 
mindful to the to the teams in America as well. Um, but then again, I suppose they'll just move city without caring anyway. So <laughs> the whether whether the, we ever see a franchise over over uh, this side of the Atlantic, I don't know. But I think it would be brilliant if we could get one in 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 Croke Park. But you know, I think all the Irish people will still travel over to to Wembley or over to Tottenham, no problems at all. So you mentioned that the the OBJ catch was uh, what you made made you fall in love with the the Giants. I suppose any other moments that that stand out to you from from watching the game? It doesn't have to be Giants related, but uh, things that have stood out, be it this season or or just in general. I'm they. I suppose there's a, there's a couple. I think they one of the real kind of first big games I watched was I think it was was it the Super Bowl when when um. Uh, the Seahawks they didn't run the ball on the the one yard line, and you know, yeah. yes, against the Patriots, and and obviously, to this day, I think nobody still realizes why they didn't do it. Um, but you know, that's that's in the past now and all that. But that was a, that was a big thing, and and one of the other ones again, it's funny enough, it it includes the two teams that are playing tonight. Um, I actually went to bed in the third quarter. Because I thought it was done, um, because I had to go training the next morning. I had to travel to Hartlepool the next morning, um, when it was twenty-eight-three. Um, and I'll never forget looking at the score the next day, going, "Oh my God, I've just missed an absolute classic." Um, I genuinely thought it was done, and as I said, I had to leave at six o'clock in the morning to head up to Hartlepool for training. We had a new manager, um, who had taken over, I think, three or four days earlier. So I was trying to make sure I was I was in good good nick to to impress him and. I regret it for a number of reasons because he ended up not being a good manager. Number one and number two, I ended up missing the missing the best comeback ever. Um, but yeah, they, they're they're the kind of the ones, and I think there's another one is was it the the Vikings um, was it the wild card game when um, yeah Stefan Diggs I think yeah yeah so it was, it was it was that one as well and I suppose they're they're the kind of the, the big ones you, you you kind of you remember as well and, and as I said the last couple of years has been more so of, of the the fantasy football playing with my mates um um you know so it's each week is obviously quite a bit of chat forward and back between us but it's it's just a brilliant sport it's great to sit down on a Sunday um and waste your whole evening watching it <laughs> it's um it's really really good fun and and we always have a chat amongst ourselves in 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 with my group of friends and we we think like the GA are missing out a trick on red zone. I think there's there's something in it for them. Um, with with doing a, a, a even if it was a championship one or even the national league, just a, a kind of red zone sort of day. So if anyone does, um, if they do jump on off the back of this, um, I'll I'll take some credit and I'll have some money as well if anyone wants to do it. Boring <laughs> <laughs> sitting through a four quarter and watching the Patriots come back. In the manner in which they did is, is not good. I think you did the right thing going to bed. That was excruciating <laughs> for, for all of us. Um, I was just going to ask, I think you've touched on it there, but in terms of your own professional commitments, you know, the NFL being on a Sunday night is probably ideal. I don't imagine you're playing too, you're, you've had too many games. I don't think it's been an odd FA Cup match when you're at Newport at six o'clock on a, on a, a Sunday, but with the exception of that, I think you're you're free and easy for Sunday nights. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the little I had a, we had a uh, a little boy fifteen months ago, and I think he um he he rules the roost at the minute as well. So once he's down, it's kind of every Sunday I'm trying to get him down earlier and earlier. Um, and it was hard a few weeks ago when the clocks changed here and it hadn't changed in America, and it was a five o'clock kickoff, and you go, I'm gonna miss the first couple of hours of this. Or so I was trying to get him into bed early, but no, it's um 
it 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 lends itself to um to to you know watching the the kind of the majority of the games um and then depending on how the late games are going you know whether I have to travel in the morning going down when I was at Newport obviously I'm gone out alone now so I have a bit of travelling went to Exeter in the mornings um like I say I listen to you the lads along the way um and when I was at Newport though they it was literally five minutes from the training ground so. If I'd always offered to do the night feeds on the Sunday because it was always an opportunity to watch the late games and the same when it when it comes to Thursday night football, if we ever have an away game on the Saturday and we're travelling on the Friday, I'll literally turn all the notifications off my phone. Um so if anyone's trying to get me, the best thing to do is ring me because I turn the WhatsApp notifications off so I don't get the results and I'll watch the I'll watch the game on the bus, um, on the game pass. Um that passes a couple of hours because Exeter is miles miles away from everywhere. The, the trick there is now. the trick there is sorry, Porg, is to pause red zone and put the phone down because I've got two kids, so I know exactly what you're, what you're talking <laughs> about. And just yeah. and then catch up without without known scores. Sorry, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say Porg, Brian's a very quiet man on the Sunday. He, he's he's very quiet. You, you don't hear from Brian to about half one on 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 a Monday morning. Um, <laughs> I, I like the idea of the whole red zone thing, especially whenever the Tyrone County Championship was sixteen sixteen pounds to, to, to watch last weekend. So I, I'm definitely up for that. Des Cahill doing red zone w- will be a good shout for the National League. Um, <laughs> just I'm uh, very happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> just finally, man. Uh, before before we let you go, obviously appreciate you coming on. Uh, Look, probably not going to happen for the Giants or my team this year, but who's your thoughts for the Super Bowl? Uh, like, literally three months away in, in LA. Do you think it might make, like, you know, do you think it's somebody that's obvious right now, or can you see a dark horse coming in towards the end? I think if this question was asked two weeks ago, you're, you kind of have a, a really kind of obvious, straightforward answer with possibly the Bills or the Cardinals. Um, but the last two weeks, if if, if, if you just, dropped someone on, on the planet two weeks ago and said this is the NFL um, you know you, you think some of these teams are terrible and um, with the results they've had and, and, and how some of the, the very young fancy teams have just smashed some of the other teams like I, I didn't see the, the 49ers beating uh, the Rams the other night um, especially the, the manner it happened in as well it just that, that kind of caught me by surprise I think the fact that in LA you kind of you nearly be not not hoping is the wrong word, but you'd want uh, one LA side in it, maybe just for the for the whole spectacle of it all. Um, before the year, I thought the Chiefs were going to be the ones, but they'd just been a little bit hot and cold. Um, maybe a little bit more hot in the last week or so. But the Bills look really good. They they, they just they just look strong all 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 round. Um, they'd be my pick right now. Um, but. I could be very, very wrong because, as I said, the last two weeks, the results have been just crazy. So it's even hard to give a pick for any week. I don't know how you do it um, because you just end up with egg on your face by, on the Monday morning after giving you know legitimate reasons why things are going to happen. And everyone is thinking the exact same. Cause like I said, I, I listened to you on, on Monday before the 49ers game and you all gave proper picks. and. And then you just go on, yeah, well, everyone is thinking the same thing. And then come Monday or Tuesday morning, you wake up and go, what's just happened here? Michael, you, you missed a trick when you were introducing uh, Pori because what you, you forgot to mention was Pori scored a winner against Bowes back in 2009 <laughs> as a Rovers man. <laughs> and he's also a Giants fan. I mean, what else can you ask for? Yeah. 
So you we're, go on, sorry, go. You're going. You're. We're, we're going to have Bose fans in the comments. We're going to. Oh, we'll have, we'll have all sorts. All Are sorts Bose in the final on Sunday as well? I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. 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 We're um, the league, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Come on, Pat. <laughs> well, hopefully we can we can have you back on again, Park, and and maybe at that point things will be a little bit clearer for Joe Judge and and Daniel Jones. But look, we want to thank you for giving us your time this evening and uh, enjoy the the rest of the season uh, in the NFL. All the best for the rest of the season for yourself, and we will definitely welcome you on again some point in the future. Well, thanks very much for having me, lads. As I said, you you'd make the journey down to extra a lot easier. Um, and I love listening to you, giving out about your teams every week. It's brilliant. Long may it continue. <laughs> right, thanks very much. Cheers, lads. Take care. Fair play to poor coming on. It was a good crack. Uh, nice to hear. You know, you know, I if you gave me a map of England and told me to point out where Exeter is right now, I genuinely you can fly from Belfast. I, I, I don't That's, know. It's a it's a bit like me with Tyrone on the map. No, it's not. Don't even start that. Don't even don't even start that. My God. Uh, right, we've got D Orlando Ledbetter coming on in like four minutes. I don't know. Like I told him 10 to, so hopefully he comes on. But should it should be a good crack, lads? Obviously, the last time we were speaking to D Orlando was um in London Town a month ago. A month ago yesterday, Mark Cockerell had his famous Duval moment. I still can't believe that happened. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, it was a bit mad, wasn't it? Well, the Fa the Falcons. I mean, they they were flying high for um, a a couple of weeks, and um, then there was the the Panthers game. So we'll certainly have plenty to catch up with the Orlando about uh, when he when he is on because the the Falcons are just a really interesting team. I mean, they are probably representative of the NFL twenty twenty one season. You you're never entirely sure what way it's going to play out. Mark says, Mark says, don't put any money on the Vikings to win and don't put any money on the team to beat the Vikings. Well, you could argue the Falcons are in that same space as well because every time you think the Falcons are going to come out with a win, like a couple of weeks back when they're playing at home to the Panthers, having won a couple of tough games, last second field goals, they go and lay an egg and then they rebound. I think they rebound after that. They won after that. And then, of course, in the last weekend, look, they were going up against a really strong Dallas team. But I think we all felt on the show last weekend, they would at least put up a, a performance to give the Cowboys a game. But that game was over in the in the first quarter. It was, it was horrendous. We, we have a few comments here just before I was going to put Matchbook on, but very quickly. Um, I think I can name the comments at this stage. Here we go. Why do you always say that Brian will buy the pints? Is he loaded or very? No, Boat, when boats. people in the Republic are on double the salary, we are. So that's why Brian can pay for the pints. Both, yeah. Sure, Michael, if I had your money, I'd pour me on. You wouldn't want my money. <laughs> uh, right. Can we start slagging now? No. I, I, I missed that. Columns, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, mental breakdown earlier this week. I fell asleep. Can we talk about it? Fred, did you not watch it back? It was, um, it was, I watched it. It's very it passionate. I watched it back. <laughs> it's very passionate. Actually, one of my friends comments, sorry, he's a 49ers fan. He thought it was actually hilarious. Colin went on the rant. And you passed the you passed it on to me then, and I just went. I think we'll talk about the game now. <laughs> just... Yeah, when, when Boris said, I, I, I love listening to you give out about your teams. I thought, mm, yeah, I, I know who he's probably talking about there. Yeah. <laughs> just a shout out to everyone commenting on Twitter. Uh, basically, I can't put the comments on Twitter. I'm trying to, 
it's not integrated so if i if i don't read it out please don't be offended youtube is your best bet uh, i think facebook it goes on the screen as well uh let's quickly look at matchbook our presenting sponsors before we bring on d led uh 15 pound 15 yo-yo welcome offer enter bonus code irish nfl show uh, and if you're picking anaheim like we're picking at the minute you're in big trouble uh brian the the over and under is 47 tonight um what are you thinking i said the under the overnight as well i was i right or wrong you want you don't want me to give away my my thoughts on the game just yet. you just don't give away hard. your thoughts on the game but maybe from a betting angle because well, a betting angle, it's hard it's hard not to give away your thoughts on the game when when in terms of the over i think it's an under game i think the patriots defense is is quite strong at the moment um as we've all seen they're playing consistently and i find it hard to see how they're going to move that ball up and down the field on that page defense in particular if as we discussed earlier in the show if cordell patterson who seems to be their main man look at me he's not just a receiver he seems to be playing wide receiver tight end and running back i mean we saw it ourselves when we were over in london um how effective he was in that game and it's not just that he like we're getting to a stage where we've seen teams double coverage him and it allows other players to get hold of the ball and Calvin Ridley hasn't returned yet. We obviously are aware why he's not playing. Gage is back. But um it's hard to it's hard to see how they're going to put up a lot of points on this Patriots defense. So Let's, the, line, uh, the over for me, I, I'm an under on that game. And obviously we'll give our pick shortly. We'll, we'll give our picks after we bring on uh, our special guest tonight, or our, our main main guest tonight. This is a man that met us at uh, seven, or no, I was gonna say like 8 45 a.m. from uh, from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. He, uh, he enjoyed his time in London. I think me and Colin may have bomb scared him a couple of times in the stadium, had given him high fives and stuff, but uh, delighted to welcome D Orlando Ledbetter. D Led back into the Irish NFL show. D Orlando, I was saying to the guys there a minute ago, uh, it was a month yesterday from the second London game. Week before that was the Falcons against the Jets. Uh, it seems like we were talking to you in foggy weather about, fa- about five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah, lots happened since then. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, a little bit over a month ago. We were talking uh, outside the stadium there, and it's been um, up and down uh, for the the Falcons since then. We've seen some of the very good and some of the very bad. And I mean, I think in particular, um, you know, after that game in London, um, Arthur uh, Smith said he couldn't say too many good, you know, enough good things about Matt Ryan. We saw the best of Matt Ryan against the the Saints. He was absolutely phenomenal. What have you made of of Matt Ryan's season, um, D. Orlando? Because obviously, coming into the draft, there was talk about would what would the Falcons do. From a neutral perspective, it it seems that Matt, Matt Ryan's done kind of as much as he can. But just from from somebody who's so close to the camp, what's your take on it? Yeah, um, you know, I thought uh, at some point you gotta um, come up with a transition plan. Uh, but given the state of his contract, I understood the the, the move to to stay with him uh, after it was explained to me. Uh, the dynamics of the move. So you get a new coach, you get a new GM, and you go into the owner's office for the first time. You tell him that he's got to cut an $80 million quarterback. So, um, you know, that's probably not going to work. So they, they they knew when they took the job that, that Matt Ryan was coming with the job. And any transition plan would, 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 uh, would happen later down the road. Now, of all the, the rookie quarterbacks this year, uh, Mac Jones is uh, 
uh, playing the best. You know, arguably the 15th pick, not the number one, not Trevor Lawrence, but Mac Jones of uh, New England. He has his team coming in here with uh, a six and four record and winners of their last uh, four games. So when they do get around to picking a quarterback, it might not be the, the hype number one guy. Uh, it might be the 15th pick. So you want to try to win some games and uh, be in position to, to pick that quarterback and make sure you got the right guy when you do it. Dear, I know we, we just spoke before you came on about Cordell Patterson and obviously the impact he's had on this team this year. I mean, the team essentially runs through him now more so than through Matt Ryan. You were praising him in London when you were on the live show and he had a, a good game in London that day and he's, he's continued that throughout the season. If he, if he doesn't play this evening, it's going to be a, it's, it's a huge impact on this offense, yeah? Yeah, it's going to be a, a great big impact uh, on the offense. He has, uh, you know, he has career highs already in yards receiving, uh, receiving touchdowns and rushing yards through eight games. He is um, a key cog in this operation. They could line him up in different spots. Now, uh, that's going to put more pressure on Kyle Pitts to make some plays, uh, Russell Gage uh, to get open. Uh, there's been a separation issue with him, I, I'm told. Uh, he hasn't been able to separate from defenders. Uh, and, um, you know, maybe Mike Davis can get going in the running game for him. He hasn't uh, done a great deal for them this year, but uh, they certainly need him today. Yeah, and the, uh, when we, we were on the show, you'd spoke about a wide receiver that is only gradually starting to get more action, and that's Darby. Um, he, he played a little bit last week. Is, you know, is he going to get more opportunities tonight? Because he seems to have, you know, he seems to be a good player, and they don't seem to be giving him the snaps that he probably deserves at this stage. Yeah, I think out of necessity, um, they got to run. If, if Corderell's out, he's probably the next fastest guy on the roster. Um, you know, and they have to make sure that he knows what he's doing. He's a rookie out there. Don't yeah. overload him and have him thinking too much. So uh, he got in and got a catch against Dallas. And, uh, you know, it will be interesting to see because we've seen Tajay Sharp. He's a possession guy. Uh, Lamade Zacchaeus is a speed guy, but not very big. Uh, so, you know, we've seen what they can do. Let's see what the rookie can do. Dear Lando, I'm just going to take you back to London. Final time, I promise, just for two seconds. It seemed whenever we were in the press room afterwards and you, you you were in front of us, there was that good vibe from not just the head coach, but obviously Arthur Blank as well. It was a good experience in London. Do you think they'll be open to coming back soon or, or do you think it's one of those things where maybe they do it and they they wait a while? And also, your thoughts on the setup? Because for us, that, that was our first time watching the game in that stadium. I, I know there's a fantastic stadium in Atlanta, but... Uh, it's a pretty it's it, it's a pretty cool stadium. Yeah, no doubt. It's um the vibe was good. I think they'd love to come back over uh so long as it's not their home game. Um this time that's the only issue that they had. They had to give up a home game uh to to come over this time. So uh and if it helps them get a Super Bowl, yeah, it's always a nice care to to get the Super Bowl and get a London trip out of it also. So uh, they they have a, a pretty good European fan base and would love to come back, uh, uh, certainly. Now, the stadium uh, was uh, awesome from a media standpoint. It's down low. We got sight lines. I mean, you can actually follow the ball from the 40 on in. And uh, I've been in the, 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 you know, the best stadiums in the world this year, uh, just coming from Dallas. And uh, then, you know, being at home stadium, you know, uh, in Atlanta, 
I haven't been to Vegas or the new LA stadiums, but uh, the um, the Tottenham stadiums got great sight lines for the media. We're much higher up here in Atlanta and in Dallas, but uh, yeah, they do a great job in uh, London. They did a great they do a great job here and a great job in Dallas with the media and the uh, setups for the teams. Absolutely, and. We we so you already spoke a little bit, I suppose, about Mac Jones and and what he's doing with the Patriots. But what, the Patriots have been so impressive on on defense, D. Orlando, and particularly Matt Judon, nine and a half sacks, and he just seems capable of taking over games and and wrecking offensive game plans. How how did the Falcons plan for him and his impact this evening? Yeah, they're going to have to do uh, a little bit what they did against Cam Jordan in New Orleans. Um, you know, uh, they also got Dante Hightower, so, and he's the one who helped wreck the Super Bowl, but uh, we, we didn't have to bring that up. But, uh, yeah, Matt Judon, they're going to send Mike Davis over to Chip. Lee Smith will get some get over there and help. Um, you know, they're, they're not going to uh, let Matt Judon get a bunch of one-on-one opportunities. He's going to. If he's going to get to the quarterback, he's going to go through a maze to get there. Dear Orlando, if they were to win tonight, they it would put them back in this very open wild card race. The NFC, I mean, there's teams at three and six are only one game out of the wild card. So if they were to put off the, the upset, shall we say, it puts them back in. And another team within the division who's certainly in a similar position is the Carolina Panthers. Were you surprised how well Cam reintroduced himself to the Panthers last week? And you think that was oh, no, not at all. Uh, Cam is from Atlanta, and I've been watching him since he was 10. So uh, he's not a shy type of person. So didn't think he does going to be pretty loud. Uh, so uh, that was uh, that was good for him. The Panthers, um, you know, are trying to stabilize things because they got a good defense. So, you know, if the offense could, you know, Get, get a little bit going a little bit, at least score in the red zone. You know, Cam can do that. If he can't do anything else, he can run in from the red zone. So um, now all of a sudden that makes it a little bit tougher in the NFC South with Carolina, you know, being able to put a competitive offense on the field. So uh, good luck for Cam. Everybody's wishing him well from Atlanta. Uh, he's from Westlake High here, won the Heisman Trophy over at Auburn. Uh, and uh, they used to have some good battles, him and Matt Ryan, and looks like we'll have another one on December the 12th. I look forward to it. Uh, I I was saying just the overnight, that division is in, is really intriguing now, and you're, you're looking at a few teams there that really, really have a chance. Looking at tonight, the Orlando, Cordell Patterson, I'm sorry if, we all, if, we all, if we've already brought this up, but is he going to go tonight? Have, have you heard any uh, exclusives <laughs> from the... Uh, um, Locker. No, the latest that, that I have is um, he's questionable for tonight with the ankle. Uh, I don't think he's playing. Uh, if I was a fantasy person, uh, he wouldn't be in my lineup because you know what they do. Uh, you know, they list him as limited and they list him as questionable. Then they'll pull him because they want Belichick to prepare for the quarter rail Patterson Falcons, not the Falcons without him. And so, I mean, it's it's the oldest trick in the book. I think Bill Belichick invented it, uh, him and Bill Parcells. But um, at practice, I saw a lot of Wayne Gallman and Quadri Olison during the open period of practice. I saw Corderell, like, run one play at, like, you know, less than half speed. So I don't expect them to play. 
uh, you know, and, and the Falcons, uh, there is one media report that says he's going to be out for a couple of weeks from the NFL Network. Dear Orlando, you've been a great friend of the show, and we always enjoy you coming on. But And you also have your own podcast, The Bowtie Chronicles. Can you Do you want to tell our viewers a little bit more about uh, The Bowtie Chronicles and, and where they can find it? Oh, sure, sure. That's my bow tie I'll be wearing tonight. <laughs> and uh, so I wear bow ties on, on the game day. So we titled the the uh, podcast, The Bowtie Chronicles. So it comes out after the games and uh, then midweek, usually um, uh, on Wednesday, uh, to, to uh, preview the upcoming opponent. Right now there's one up on Mac Jones and uh, how he has the Patriots hot. And the uh, previous one was wrapping up the beatdown in Dallas. So I'll wrap up tonight's game in the morning, and uh, we'll have the Bowtie Chronicles up, uh, you know, on the um, on AJC.com and on uh, iTunes and, and the various platforms in the morning. So appreciate you all. Let me uh, talk about the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Well, D. Orlando, we were commending your commitment to the podcast because we believe that you recorded the one after the Jets game on the plane traveling back from the UK to Atlanta. And we were saying at that stage, we felt you would have been due a few hours sleep, but you seem to have, you know, muddled through on that flight and got that podcast done. And it was really refreshing to listen to it, in particular by the fact that they had won a game. And um, I know Michael's going to ask you for your pick on the game. And if you are picking the Falcons, a lot of people will feel it's a surprise. Are you surprised by the number of shocks we've seen over the past few weeks in the league? It's probably one of the most open and competitive seasons we've seen for quite some time. I mean, we saw the Bucks getting beaten last week, which helps the division. And then even, you know, uh, Cardinals getting beaten by the Panthers. I mean, we could go on with the amount of shocks we've seen over the past few weeks. Yeah, no question about it. The uh, Denver, uh, I see the, um, is that Al Harris uh, jersey uh, up? But yeah, the Denver beating the Cowboys one, that was a good one. Uh, and then, you know, the Falcons had to pay for that. <laughs> Dallas came back and pummeled them. Uh, but Thursday night, the games have been uh, weird. You know, the uh, who would have called the Ravens losing last Thursday night? So, um, you know, I'm I'm expecting the Falcons to to play their best game, but that might not be enough against this uh, dialed-in New England team. Right. Finally, dear Orlando, before we before you get in the car and head to the game, I'm well. First off, for for anybody watching this game, is at one twenty a.m in ireland in the uk 2 20 a.m in central europe so it's it's difficult but you know who have you got tonight and uh how would you persuade people to stay up there Orlando? yeah i would say um i got the patriots um the falcons are four and two and one score games but i think the patriots um are just taking care of business right now playing at a high level uh went in and uh, beat the cleveland browns 45 to 7. Uh, so um, that was quite impressive. So uh, that that's why I'm uh, picking the Patriots. But for the folks that need to stay up and watch and want to see one of the, the up-and-coming stars of the National Football League, stay up for Kyle Pitts, the Falcons tight end. Y'all saw a little bit of him in London. Uh, but Bill Belichick compared him to um, – he said he's a mix of Tony Gonzalez and Julio Jones. So, so he's on Bill Belichick's radar. The Falcons don't have anybody else to throw the ball to, so he's going to get a lot of action, and we're going to see how Bill Belichick's going to try to defend him. So, uh, you know, at least, um, you know, you want to stay up. That's one reason to stay up for. 
Absolutely. And uh, it should be entertaining no matter what happens. And dear Orlando, every time you join us, it's wonderfully entertaining. You're a gentleman. You're a friend of the show. Thank you for taking the time to join us this evening. And we look forward to the next time we can welcome you back on to the Irish NFL show. Well, all right, guys. Take care. And thanks for having me on the Irish NFL show. And best of luck. Thanks, dear Orlando. All the best, dear Orlando. All the best. All Thank right. you. Thank you. There he is, uh, the legend of uh, Atlanta sports media, the Orlando Ledbetter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I think I got that right. The Orlando, thank you for coming on. He was on Jeff Reinbold's show last week, so he's been a busy man. I felt bad texting him last night. We, we had to get him on. We had to get somebody on to talk about the Falcons, for a start. Like, I, I enjoyed the... Uh, uh, was no. it the first time now he's come in London, or what was that? Remember uh, that? I, I, will, I will never forget that. <laughs> Which oh one was that? Uh, the the the, the, kind of squawking, the squawking falcon uh, noise. No. You were too busy with your mate for, you third, for third down. It was. Um, yeah. I was looking after the public and with my uh, with my funds, my lot with my if my lot of funds as the as Owen Farrell called him, and being generous as always, Michael. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, right, let's uh, let's get the game picks in a second. There's there's loads of messages here. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Like what? I, I don't even know what that there's about. Correct, Brian? Or correct? Yeah, no, he's he, he's referring to. I assume he's referring to uh, Colum's uh, rant on Monday night. You know, and obviously then if you think back to Rafa, when he's fact, yeah, when he when he was losing his mind over Fergie, Fergie had a great knack of making these managers lose their rag when it comes to press conference Arsene Wenger and Kevin Keegan and even Rafa fell for it but uh, yeah it, w it was one of the better moments of the season I would say certainly one for the top 10 in the season checking out you, here what uh... you asked Calm to discuss the game and he didn't mention the game he went off in a completely <laughs> different mindset around the issues that the ownership in terms of the ownership and the franchise itself sorry Calm no, it's, it's always good when it's someone else's team wait and see now next week mm -hmm. when we, we get tortured on Monday night by like, Tom Brady. The last couple of weeks, though, have been nuts. Like, the picks the last couple yeah. of weeks, and then the results have been crazy. In terms of picks tonight, uh, our friends of our matchbook, Aiden has taken the Pats, but he's taken the Pats minus six and a half, and he's also tipped them for the Super Bowl. He got them a 36 to one last week. I I, I don't know. They're, Aiden, into, they're, in, they're into 14 to one now, I believe, on the back of last weekend's win. They've come down. So there you go. He's, he's taken Pats now. minus six and a half. So. Oof. Well, you'd expect them to win my touchdown, wouldn't you? Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, £15, 15 yo yo welcome offer Irish NFL show code. Again, thanks to the crew at Matchbook. We'll have more on them uh, on our weekend show, looking ahead to week 11. Yeah, it's yeah. week 11. Mm -hmm. okay. Week 11 in the NFL season. We've got a really special episode next Wednesday night. Uh, Thanksgiving special. At least four or five guests. We're really excited for it, and it's going to be a great crack. It's going to be a really good show. And I don't know when we're going to record the picks for all these games because Colin's going to be in Chi-Town or Michigan and Colin's and Brian's going to be buzzing after a Bose win on Sunday. So uh, we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I think it's time It's time to uh, make a Squeeze the page, is it? Time to squeeze, squeeze the page. page. Hold on. Now, instead of us going like this, we're going to, no, we're, we're going to go like this. It's easier. Oh, of course, it's easier yeah. for the see, yeah. Right, hold on. There we go. Ah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Right. <sighs> Why I tweet that we're making our picks and we're gonna embarrass ourselves. Call them, start you off. Who have you got? 
Um, yeah, so, so uh, you, you almost have to caveat by you have to pick one or the other, and it's almost a, a, time, a coin toss at times. But I, I do think the Falcons are, they can't be as bad as they were in Dallas. They just can't be everything that, that could, you know, could go wrong, did go wrong. Um, and even when Josh Rosen came in, it was uh, horrid. So I don't, I don't think it'll be quite, um, quite that bad for them. But I do think that the Patriots have um, found a way to be very, very effective. And I, I think it's going to take good te- very good teams to, to beat the Patriots because they, they do play complementary football. And I just don't know if the Falcons are going to have enough, particularly when CP is, you know, probably um, not not playing, going by what um, the Orlando is saying. I think they, I, I, I just don't know if they'll be able to score enough points. And I think that's where they, they may ultimately fall down. Uh, I think that the Patriots, you know, ha, we talked about it. The rest of the league is throwing the ball. They're running it more than ever. They're making life easy for Matt Jones. They're easing him into the league. It's what you want to do. It's been very effective. Uh, Matt Judon is, he's he's brilliant in turn this season in particular, just getting to the QB, just wrecking um, game plans. And I think that unfortunately the Falcons have given up uh, a, a, good, a good amount of sacks. I think if Judon stays healthy and he stays in the game, he's going to disrupt Matt Ryan and that passing game enough that the Patriots will win. Yeah, they'll certainly win by by a touchdown, I would imagine. I'm going with the Patriots to win tonight. Uh, on this show, to see, we've been very focused on the Falcons' offense, in particular Matt Ryan, whether Cordell Patterson will play. We've discussed Pitts. We've discussed uh, Russell Gage, even the Greek wide receiver name. What we haven't discussed is their defense and how their defense has played of late. I mean, the game two weeks ago in New Orleans where they managed to win with a late field goal, their defense self-destructed in the second half. And last week, they gave up over 40 points. And if you recall Red Zone, I don't believe Red Zone even went to the game in the fourth quarter because the Cowboys took the foot off the gas and potentially could have put up another two scores if they really wanted. And that, that team, again, similar enough I mean, when they went into Miami and they won again on a late field goal, which is why we felt... They were torn in the corner because they've been winning these games on late field goals as opposed to losing them, which we saw for large parts of last season. Defensively, they're, they're poor. I would expect the Patriots to have a comfortable night in terms of moving the ball up and down the field. And um, we've already discussed how Mac Jones is fitting into this offense, and he's got players now like Hunter Henry starting to feel their way in, and Johnny Smith feeling their way into this team, who are big marquee signings in the in the off season in terms of two tight ends. We're seeing the wide receivers starting there. And ultimately for me as well, Harris is coming back tonight. And I know he didn't play last week against the Browns, but he's back. He's fresh. He's a, he's their main running back now. I'm similar to, to Calm. I can't see how this Falcons team will have, will be able to put up enough points to live with this Patriots team. So for me, there it is. Patriots, the six and a half, nine. Yeah, I didn't imagine they'll win my touchdown and more. Are you going to sit up and watch it live? I'm considering it. Ooh. Look who's got his five day from home in in the Republic rule there. Boys, I'm very jealous. I I have to go to work. I'm a key worker, so can't go to America. I I haven't seen an office since February 2020. All right, all right, okay. You'd know by some of the matches I've been getting all day, boys. <laughs> like some of the music videos, I'm like, what's going on here? Anyway, anyway, I'm sure Brian's working very hard. Oh, very hard. Okay. 
it's a public forum. Speaking of the uh, hardest okay. working man, the, the hardest working man in Ireland isn't here again. And no surprise to where he's going with his pick. He's picking the Bucks. Sorry, he's, he's picking the Patriots. Sorry, apologies. Yeah. I meant to say Adam. Uh, before I give my pick, uh, if you are a member of our supporters club, supporters club, fan club, there's tickets on sale tomorrow morning for that college game next year. Northwestern, Nebraska. Colin will buy you a hot dog at halftime. Okay. Uh, this is an intriguing game because a lot of Falcons fans fought last week to do And you can ask d this. They thought they were going to go down to Dallas, especially after Dallas got spanked by the Broncos. And, like, let's be honest, they were destroyed by the Broncos. And they thought they were going to go down and get something from the game. Maybe if they didn't win the game, they would be close to winning it. And that didn't happen. So the Falcons are, like, the most marmite team in the NFL. One week to turn it on. One week they're absolutely crap. Could they give the Patriots a run for the money tonight? That's the question I have been thinking about. I was sitting in work today and I was going, could they do it? The reality is I'm taking Mac Jones tonight to have a poor game. I think, and I'm not saying they're going to lose the game. I don't think Mac Jones will be as productive as he has been at home this season. Uh, and I think he'll struggle against uh, guys like, what's the guys I've written down here? Dean Pease. I think he'll get to him very easily. And I just think that home atmosphere in Atlanta could could take them to the edge of a victory. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I am saying it's going to happen. One of us is going to be wrong or right tonight, at least for the first time in, in at least four or five days. Uh, I reckon we're going to be sitting at about 20 past four tonight and young Wake is going to kick the winning field goal. And the Patriots lose. The Patriots go to six and five. And how does the talk start then? I'm taking the Falcons for the crack. Uh, I am a wee bit concerned that Cordell Patterson isn't playing. But you've got Davis, Cal Pitts, two touchdowns. Uh, Matty Ice to have a nice game. And I'm really, really sad on this to myself to watch on uh, to watch live and not go to bed. What do we think? We'll do it. You're talking about the crowd and the atmosphere again. They're, the Falcons fans have a. I've seen in the past where the gas or the air goes out that stage very quickly if they if they go behind early and they don't get as involved as you'd like to be. So they really have to be leading. I would imagine going into the fourth for the crowd to be twenty eight flame maybe going into. Oh gosh, twenty eight shifts. Look, trips. that was the worst night of my life. I know. I know you were talking about there now. That was that that that's up there with the worst night. I was living in Manchester. I had to go to work the next morning. Had to, had to get up an hour and a half early for work. That was the, that was the worst night of my life. And I'll, I'll say it. This Falcons team, Colm, they don't make any sense. They don't. Which is why they don't they make any win. sense. If they were to win the game, like they're in the work hard race. It's bizarre, you know. But that's, but the that's why I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna win. And then, <laughs> just uh, stranger things have happened. Oh, absolutely. Look, any anything can happen, um, but. They they don't make any sense. Somebody who tends to make a lot of sense is Bill Belichick. He is meticulous in his approach to it, and uh, therefore that's why I, I think that the, it it will be the the Patriots. If we're to to move off um, tonight's game just for a, a moment, um, just to to continue. Uh, for my talking points on Monday, I don't know if people saw Tom Pelissero had his um, kind of list of can head head coaching candidates uh that came out today some intriguing names on it he had a list of in around about there's probably about 50 names on it um i think i saw 
probably in and around 29 teams. Not a single, single coach or coordinator from the Denver Broncos, which tells you all you need to know, really. An hour and 17 minutes, column, and you somehow got the Broncos in. Fair play, anyhow. Fair play. The, Gi- the Giants are in there, Brian. Colin, I was going to make a point on that as well. I, I, I didn't read the list. I just did see the report before, but I was busy at the time, unlike what Michael thinks during the day. Um, you know that most of those players, those names on the list are being fed to him by people within the organisation saying, these guys are looking for head coaching jobs next year. Can you conveniently put out this list as a shopping list for other teams to start pursuing those those people? Because if you don't know the rule out there, you know it's no longer a situation where you have to wait till that team is out of the playoffs before you can start interviewing that candidate. They can start interviewing them during the off-season, their off-season, but obviously some teams are still in the playoffs, which I'd imagine doesn't really have the team going for a sit-ball, but that's the reality of being involved in a successful team. You'll get an opportunity to go coach somewhere else. Um, I don't know why you are worried about that particular. So I don't, I'd imagine your you've, your coach is safe, anyway. I, I would imagine so. Given the given the ownership situation, I'd say he he's uh, sitting pretty. Who's on the list as a, as a happened column? Do you know off the top of your head a couple of names of interest? Um, the Patrick Graham uh, w- was yeah, there yeah, certainly th- that I saw. Uh, Mike Kafka from the the Chiefs. Um, Todd Downing with the the Titans. Um, the Iowa State um, head coach I think was on there. Joe Brady was on there. Joe Brady was um, with the Panthers as the offensive coordinator, and now he's, yeah, he's only, he's, only, he's only doing that like a couple of years. He's because he, he came from. He came with Matt Rule, but I know he came from a different college background, but in terms of he's only come into the league two years as an offensive coordinator. And the- I mean, the, the, you, ne- you never know with these things and how it's going to go and, and who ends up being a good head coach because you can be a great kind of X's and O's guy, but trying to, I suppose, transition into being a head coach and, and bring a staff together, bring a team together is, is a very different skill set. Declan's asking about the Watson to the Saints. No cap room, no additional picks to make a deal happen. Agree? Is that us? I think that is, is that us for tonight? I believe so, yeah. it's It's been a historic day. Uh, could it be more historic tonight? Obviously, today is the 16th anniversary of Ron Little on uh, Eamon Dunphy. Have you got it there? Uh, right? I have, no, I, I haven't. I, have uh, oh. I, oh, no, I was convinced you were going to put that one on tonight. Sure, I, even, I even sent it to you today, no? That, no, come on, Brian. That, that that's out of order. There's there's no need for that. Um, you started, yes. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what time we're back. I think we're back Saturday night. Depends if Colin can get some uh, Wi-Fi or LTE, as they call it in America, five G. Uh, are you coming on Saturday night, ten o'clock, Colin? Or sorry, four p.m. The, central. That's the plan. Yes, four p.m. central. Four p.m. central, ten p.m. Ireland time, Saturday night. Colin will send everybody a Milky Way, the American version, over. Uh, Hopefully by next week, Colm, I'll send you the address, send it over to. And I hope you enjoyed the game tonight, boys, if you're watching it, uh, and ladies as well, listening in. Uh, enjoy the game. Thanks to Pori, thanks to the Orlando, and obviously thanks to Jim as well. Uh, a good night's crack was had, uh, and we'll see you on Sunday. Thank you. Slon. Yeah.